0: Is the IPW UK owner Billy Wood, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Post podcast.
1: You are listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast
0: with Mark Madison. In this episode, he is talking to Billy Wood. Visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. Find a podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, or whatever your preferred podcast app is. And now, here's Mark Madison.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast. I am joined by very special guest, Mr. Billy Wood from IPW. Thank you, Billy. Uh, I welcome your time and your energy.
0: No no, no, no worries at all. It's always great to you know, speak to different podcasters from around the world. So thank you for inviting me on. Uh,
1: maybe you could take fans a little bit through the journey as to how the purchase of the promotion first came about um, and what your initial vision for the company was up to today. I guess we're, we're approaching that one-year mark, if not just passing it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, without a doubt. Um, so prior to IPW... I promoted, you know, I promoted back till 2009. Originally with a company called EWW. Um, I then took a sabbatical and came back with a promotion called Fight Nation, which was a Southern UK-based promotion that was gone in subtraction. Um, the IPW purchase came about. It came about, to be honest, um, through a conversation with previous owner, um, and we discussed you know, where the promotion was at and where he was at. And long story short, um, I, I kind of approached him with the, the question of, would you be interested in selling? And the deal was put together. The deal was literally put together within, within weeks. I did my due diligence in the company. I had a, a strategy of what I wanted to do with IPW and with that in mind, I felt the price was, was correct and this deal so that's how it kind of came around, and that's how it happens. And we did that. In fact, we're you know we're over a year. In July, we announced the deal for Fight Nation to buy RPW, which is all now under one. i say Fight Nation doesn't exist anymore. It's all under one thing as International Pro Wrestling Limited. So um, that was it, really. That's kind of how the deal came around. And my vision hasn't strayed. It really hasn't strayed since I took over go to the company the plan was from day one was to be consistent you know consistent with incredibly high quality wrestling wrestling events that you know mix that mix the great in-ring action with entertainment and you know take the take the audience on a journey you know show them the best of what Britain's got and mix it up with the best from around the world It's called international pro wrestling for a reason right you know so we have to bring that international flavor to it. And I feel within 12 months we've incredibly delivered in, in our objectives.
1: Uh, you've, you've said that you haven't strayed from, from the goal and the intention of the promotion. Uh, well, what can you foresee for it moving forward? I mean, we're, um, it's grown in popularities just over the pond and, and into UK, but how would that transcend in looking at that internationally? would you, Do you plan on just staying local to the to the country or do you plan on taking it on a tour and connecting with other promotions?
0: You know, we're, we're very, we are in a very fortunate space right now in the sense that promotions around the world are communicating and working together probably better than they ever have. And, you know, being what I would consider one of the top promotions here in the UK, it's only natural for us to have dialogue and relationships around the world. For example, we did a CCW IPW show in London in you know in May this year. Uh, we had a Cry Wrestling Noah show in September, as we have a great, great building relationship with, with that company in that office. Um, so, will IPW travel outside the UK? A hundred percent, we will. You know, it will be with our philosophies and our ethos that if we have to travel outside the UK, which we will. Uh, we will partner up with promotions. Sometimes we'll go off on our own and do the shows in, in different markets and deliver the similar product that we put out here in the UK.
1: Outstanding. I think those of us that uh, don't normally get to see it or are watching it on, on an I stream, IPP view or a streaming service really would welcome the idea of, of seeing you live and in person. That's fantastic.
0: No, without a doubt. I think, you know, the world is smaller than it's ever been in the sense that you can really reach out to people. Now, our streaming service actually skews 49% U.S. Hmm. Well, I say U.S. North America, sure. Um, and Um And with that being said, why wouldn't we, you know, at some point step over to the shores and, and come over to North America?
1: Now, exactly. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, there are services like a Power, Power Slam TV that does... And, and air your product um, uh, slightly after it's been it's been up and available but um, just having access to it you're getting more eyes on it which is always the idea
0: yeah for sure you know we, we, we you know we're we've got great relationships with, with, with high spots and, and places like that we I'm just um, just about to sign off on a deal with another subscription well, I say subscription a a app. Mm-hmm. that we've worked with previously um, so we're looking at that and we're just trying to make sure that you know the, the you know the, the IPW name is out there it is accessible and people can understand what we're trying to achieve with it. Um,
1: who would you say has maybe helped to bring more exposure to the company whether it be a, a domestic talent somebody that's local or somebody international? And why do you think that that name maybe brought such popularity to them in your time with them?
0: Sorry, can you repeat that question?
1: Not a problem. So during your time, who would you say, uh, if there's a talent, yeah. a specific talent, either domestically, somebody that's from the UK or maybe somebody internationally that's come in and, and held the reins or held a championship, who would you say that that might have been and, and why was it there? Why, what was it about that particular person that brought such notoriety, popularity to IPW UK?
0: Well, you know, internationally, there's only one man I can really, you know, put head and shoulders above the rest in my reign, in my first year reign of IPW, mm-hmm. and that's Austin Aries. You know, Austin. We did a deal with Austin Aries to bring him into the UK in December. It was, the, you know, when the first independence he was announced for off the back of leaving the WWE. Mm-hmm. So there was huge hype and a huge buzz. We then did, you know, we then curated a deal that Austin would then work for another UK promotion called Defiant, which then led to an IPW Defiant angle, which we ran for a few months over at Defiant. So once again, it helped get the IPW name on out on there, mm-hmm. to their fan and to their subscription and such. Um, but we've often... He's an absolute. He's been an absolute constant professional in everything we've ever done. He was our IPW World Champion from December, you know, to to April this year. He took the belt everywhere he went outside of IPW. It spent a few months on, you know, US national television on Impact Wrestling. And so, if anyone's done anything for the IPW name in a sense of bring more awareness and, you know. Global, you know, well, global awareness. It has to be lost in Aries. Mm. Now, going back to the UK and what we're doing here, and and you know, the UK wrestlers are super, 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 super important to what we do. There's, you know, there's two names that really, really stand out, and then you know, head head and shoulders above the rest, and that's the former IPW World Champion Mark Haskins, who is one of, you know. In my eyes, one of the greatest wrestlers that's ever been produced by by Britain, mm-hmm. um, and our current champion, you know, who's still very young in his career, but you know, right now, is also you know one of the stars on the new ITV World of Sport TV show, and that's um, Kip Sabian. He in the last year he's really climbed the roster um, to the point where he you know he cashed in and won the world championship. I'll laugh them by pay-per-view. And the reception to Kip has been incredible. Wherever we go, there's a reaction. And Kip just improves every single
1: time. Um, interesting. In in Kip and Mark, and, and in mentioning both of them, I can tell you that as a Canadian, I having access uh, to Smash Wrestling and, and Mark Haskins competing and working with Smash, and, and that exposure... It definitely has helped him independently move across. But do you think that some talent are more apprehensive to, to walk around with a title from another promotion? Um, or is there a stigma? Or do you think that might be gone and they're just proudly helping to promote the company in any way they can?
0: It all depends. I think it depends on, on the promotion. And I think certain promotions hold more weight than others. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no denying that, you know, winning a championship. In a promotion that no one knows or has no real prestige it's going to be a lot tougher for that for that you know champion to walk out with the belt on bigger shows we're fortunate that i guess sometimes that's not the case with us you know promotions have reached out asking for ipw world championship matches so we are kind of in a bit of a flux between that you know Pip may wear the you know, wear the championship in certain promotions outside of IPW and some he won't. You know he won't be wearing it for the world of sport and on television. One, because it's already been taped, but two, because world of sport probably wouldn't allow it. But for me, I thought we live in a world now where lots and lots of people lots of promotions go hand in hand. You know, mm-hmm. products do you know, do differentiate between them, but at the same time, you know why would we pretend that Progress Wrestling doesn't exist? Why would we pretend that RevPro doesn't exist, Smash Wrestling? Why would we pretend that these places don't exist? I think for us to do that would be, would be silly.
1: Across promotional opportunities, um, open eyes to the product, um, and it seems regardless of whether you're uh, here or there, it's, it's brand and it's marketing and why can't it work, right? All hands on deck for ultimately the same goal.
0: No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. We've all for the same goals grow our companies. Now you look, some people will work easier with others. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm pretty open to working with, with people on a multitude of levels.
1: Um, now you did bring upon that, that Austin really brought uh, a lot of acclaim, popularity uh, to the title. As an ex-champion, uh, giving a lot of exposure to the company as he did. Um, are there other major names that you can kind of foresee without maybe peeling too much behind the curtain and giving us names um, that that would be the intent? Or is it more I, the idea is to bring in international talent, not necessarily the most, the largest of names, but the focus is more... Um, we really want to try to elevate the UK talent, or are you still trying to balance between the both of those?
0: I think this week's a good example of of where our mindset is. on On Sunday, we announced that the force Division Open Invitational Worldwide Tournament. So we completely opened up our own boxes to allow talent from any promotion, any country put their name in the hat for a spot in the said Force division tournament. Now, this is my opportunity really to assess, you know, not just who the hot new indie guy is, but let's dig deep. Let's really, let's really go country to country and see what is out there, what is hot, who is hot, you know, who's been overlooked. Let's look at some talent, you know. So we did that. We have had over just shy of one million in total. It's, the posts have received nearly over, well, just over actually, funny enough, one million in you know in audience reach
1: wow.
0: in, in less than 48 hours. Um, we've had over 450 applicants now for the for the 16. There's only 16 spots in the tournament. Um, you know, we've had a lot of major. Major, you know, wrestling stars put their, you know, put people forward for it. You know, for example, from from Michael Elgin to Will Osprey to Joe Hendry, a bunch of different, you know, certain level talents, should I say, have been suggesting names. So this tells me that the tournament is not just on the radar of some, but everyone knows about this tournament now. you know, to just get on Facebook alone nearly 600 comments on a post, I think it's pretty much unheard of in, in professional wrestling outside of the WWE. Mm-hmm. So we, we've launched it, We've launched it specifically to find that talent and I'm trying <laughs> and my team are trying to really drop a short list. And for me, it's not about who lives in the UK to make it cheap so we can put the tournament on with just UK guys. Mm-hmm. I don't care where the talent is. This is, about, this is about grabbing 16 talents from around the world to, to fight in the tournament. to you know, hopefully become a regular for
1: IPW. Um, in, in doing that, what would you say, from somebody looking outside in and asking, what would your criteria be? Because there are so many applicants. Um, is this yourself kind of weeding them out or is this part of a team or uh, do you look at a balance um, uh, there, you know, you had mentioned people work better with others. Do you look at reputation or are, are all those things kind of uh, come together when making your decisions?
0: I think with regards to the tournament, you know, I want a varied style. Uh, you know, the football division isn't about a weight category. It's not about just a certain... Type of wrestling. It's about finding that next unearthed gem, mm. you know, and, and polishing them up to to be something special. You know, I mentioned Kip Sabian. He was a former force champion.
1: You know, he's now
0: a star on prime time UK TV and our current IW World Champion. You know, Amir Jordan is now you know a contracted WWE UK talent. He will be on NXT UK. He's a former champion. So, for me, it's not, it's for us to look at, you know, who's on the cusp, Mm -hmm. or, you know, even more so, who has absolutely been overlooked and deserves, you know, a stage. Now, I'm not saying IPW is the biggest stage, but you know what? There's eyeballs on the product. So if there's eyeballs on our product, people better take
1: advantage. Um, In your opinion, who who would you say that, uh, not that you're necessarily overlooking them, but uh, have been, have put in the time and the, te- and, the and the work ethic, but um, their time will come, but for whatever reason, weren't given the kind of attention they're deserving.
0: You know, answering that question, you know, I think there's names there that I feel have been overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's been people that have been overlooked. I feel there's been, you no, know, I wouldn't like to, sit here and say X, Y, Z you know have been putting the effort in and haven't got there yet because I think that would be unfair okay. um, and also I think that would be unfair to, to give them the pressure you know there's there's talent on my roster that I know have the ability to be top guys and they should be without a doubt working a lot more than they are uh, I think there's talent that haven't made it to IPW yet that maybe mm-hmm. Maybe I'm overlooking and, and this is why this tournament is, is is been put in place. Because I want to assess everyone. You know, even the talent that have been knocking down the doors but I've not had a spot for them in IPW. This is the opportunity for them. And this is why I've created it and this is why, you know, with the buzz around it, my perception of what the tournament and how I was gonna hold the tournament has changed and it's become a focus rather than hey, this is, a, this is a way of us testing talent over a six-month period. You know, The in the tournament is so hot, why can't it be its own event, a one-day or two-day event? It potentially could be. So it's, it's, wrestling is exciting, and wrestling is unpredictable, and whilst we always try and be consistent with what we do in our product, we have to be on the cusp to be able to be ready for change. And that's the that's the bit that excites me more than anything else.
1: Well, we can definitely tell the passion; it's definitely there. Um, and in in all fairness, yeah, it isn't really fair to kind of put that pressure on saying somebody hasn't been. Um, they're going to be the ones to put their best foot forward and kind of let the chips fall where they may. Oh, for sure. Uh, fair enough. Uh, so you know, you did mention a, a cross promotional. Um, storyline that worked out with Defiant and IPW. Can you foresee anything along those lines um, being done again? Or do you feel that it might run the risk of been there, done that? Or do you try to reach out to other promotions? Um, Or do we just, rather than me trying to suggest ideas, uh, what's your vibe or feeling with going into the second year as far as um, ideas and storylines?
0: with IPW, we're going to the 14th year anniversary show in September. Mm-hmm. You know, this promotion is so important to the history of British wrestling. So important. There's, um, there's no denying that. You know, for example, it's where, you know, for people like current GM of, of 205 Live on, in the WWE, you know, as we know as Spud and now, you know, Drake Maverick, he's, you know, an IPW legend. You know, Martin Stone, now Danny Birch, in NSC, he is an IPW legend. You know, the, the history in the matches, you, you know, you know the Marty girls and, and the Zack Sabre Juniors, you know, these guys all had so much detailed and, 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 and storied history in IPW. It's a promotion that was there, you know, in fact, to, to grow talents to, to to turn them into the talents they ended up becoming, you know. Well I turn them into I you know, gave them opportunities that that you know, and the stage that some didn't. But for the future of IBW it's simple. It's not boom and bust, it's consistency wins the race. And for me, we just continually put on great events, catch emotion, catch attention and keep growing. Do things professionally, treat our talent incredibly well and also just just i just want fans to leave our shows going wow did you see what happened i cannot wait to come back um
1: i've often heard with with, i've often heard with promotions where uh, the idea of trying to put all their eggs in one basket and being dependent on one thing um isn't necessarily the best recipe but you just mentioned how being consistent is so important is that balance uh, crucial and the difference between where companies succeed and fail?
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know, talking about the consistency, I think, you know, you put on one great event, it doesn't mean your promotion has made it. Right. Or it doesn't mean your promotion is the hottest promotion. You have to be consistent with what you're doing. The fans have to be on that journey with you. And if they're not, then then it's not what you're, you're offering. You know, if you want to be one of those promotions that just puts on, you know, Oh, this talents getting over. Let's just put them versus them, and yay, we have a hot moment. That's what you want to do. Fine, but where's the longevity in that product? There is, in my eyes, there isn't none. So you have to, you have to look at it like right. Okay, so what's going to gain the notoriety, but what's going to keep them coming back? How do I keep pro wrestling fans wanting to, you know, sample the UK? IPW, you know, the IPW product. What's going to keep them, you know, keeping the Hey, look, you know, that that IPW is the, hot, you know, the hot thing. You know, not right now, but that's the hot thing because you always know, no matter what, you're will in quality each and every time. You either buy a pay per view, you buy a, you either buy a pay per view, you could buy a ticket to a show or whatever. However. However, you're trying to, to, you know, to sample IPW. I want you to come back the next time.
1: Outstanding. Um, so, for those of us that maybe aren't as aware, really, the, the the UK boom internationally. How long would you have said that that was kind of on the cusp, and then it really emerged, and maybe the the Marty Skrulls and the Will Ospreys were being the ones that. Kind of took that popularity and kind of skyrocketed. Where did you see that um, initially beginning? Where was its grassroots?
0: I think um, with regards to that, I think it's um, it's always been on the cusp of such of happening, but it just hasn't happened. Hmm. So, you know, I feel like I say, you know, it was a promotion back in the early days called the SWA that was considered one of the, if not the the place to be. It was like the British ECW. It was the hotbed of, you know, of British wrestling. Um, There was a little boom, but the boom was prior social media, so you don't get the reach you get, you know, nowadays. Then, you know, things kind of died off a little bit. You know, lots of promotions were running shows in front of probably 20, 30, 40, 50 people. And then there was just a bit of a change of a wind, you know, a change of the wind in a little bit of, people being interested in independence again, uh, which coincided with the rise of Progress Wrestling and, you know, and Revolution Pro Wrestling, which, in fact, is, is owned by Andy Corden, who was the, the booker of IPW. And Revolution Pro Wrestling exists due to his split from IPW. So at that time, you know, those guys led the, led the charge, and, um, and it just kind of continued from there. And I think, um, you know, the eyeballs were on British talent. You know, more British talent was getting signed to, to the likes of TNA and, and WWE. And I think it just spiraled from there.
1: Um, as to where we are right now with uh, enormous cards and, and names coming over that are just as well lend themselves to North America and Japan as they do into the UK. And it's uh, continuing to boom from there.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, you know, just look at the names, from Pete Dunne to, from Pete Dunne to Tyler Bates, to Trent Seven, who all will be at our be at anniversary show in September, to Marty Scurll, to Will Ospreay. You know, these guys are really leading the charge, and, you know, and I feel that with regards to social media, you can create up even more of a frenzy. Self-promotion isn't a bad thing, and these guys are, you know, masters at
1: One of the more interesting things is, you know, we we tend to hear about somebody um, really riding that wave of popularity after they've already become popular. But for those that maybe aren't as aware, who would you suggest people kind of keep their eye out for as being somebody that has that really special something about them? um, That regardless of where they are, whether they're in IPW or they're just competing on the circuit, um, and what is it about them that maybe makes them so special?
0: Mentioned him already before and I feel like it's his time now. Yeah. Um, so people should keep their eye on Kip Sabian. Yeah. He's making his ring off on a debut this month too, on their UK tour. He's one without a doubt people should keep their eye on. From there, you know, looking at other you know, other other young talents that are coming through. I think people should keep their eye on on a young guy called Maverick Mayhew. Uh, a young British you know, uh, yeah, a hybrid—a hybrid between tech and high flying—is hmm. an incred- incredible young talent, and I think he'll do some great things. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of start, you know, you know, people that are, you know, not so much on the radar. You know, a big heavyweight known as Rob Sharp. Um, he is one of our one of our most popular popular guys at the moment, and I feel that if given more opportunities elsewhere, Rob could be one of the outstanding breakouts for British wrestling. You know, he's a real throwback to that big, heavyweight, muscular style of wrestling. You know, he's a guy that's believable and, by God, you do not want to get one of his lariats.
1: (laughs) for sure. You'll probably regret it afterwards. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, What do you think that, that where the, the talent is just developing is it are they doing it at a younger age is it seems like a lot more talent seems to be training at 13 and 14 or 12 um, whereas years in the past it was their early 20s and really weren't booming until they were in their 30s so um are, is there more access to training in the uk or are those schools available so there's definitely more
0: access there's a million and one schools doesn't mean they're any good but there is so many many schools now, um, which sometimes it, you know isn't a great thing because unfortunately you get talent on shows that aren't ready for shows. Going back to the question about the age thing, I think it's simple. I think you know wrestling's more accessible now than it's ever been. You know, back in the day, how you how did you find a wrestling training school? It wasn't listed in you know your directory inquiries or your yellow pages. Mm-hmm. It was you know now you can Google it and you'll find schools. So I just think, I th- I think wrestling is so much more accessible than it's ever been. doesn't mean it's the most popular it's ever been because, you know, on the top level, audience is uh, you know lower than they, they have been in years and, you know, ratings aren't what they were. So you can't say it's the most popular it's ever been, but as a niche, I think the niche part of the business has swollen, and I think that's a great thing. But at the same time, yeah you know attendants are training younger because ultimately they're finding out the information younger than they ever would before. you know the only guy only guy in fourteen were kid, kid you know you know generation or generation or business, and um, if you're not around the business, how'd you get in it was like the magic circle
1: yep um, there are those that are born into the business and feel as though. They're as familiar, been around it, but there's those that are scraping by and just wrestling in front of fifty people just to get their name heard. So yeah, sure. Um, now, before I do let you go, I mean, this has been really eye-opening in a lot of ways, and I do appreciate your time, uh, Billy. But uh, before I let you go, I was curious if you're interested in taking part in a little bit of a game that we do here on Pro Wrestling sure. Post. Okay, so the the game is called Wrestling Tinder. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So um, unlike anybody asking anyone out, um, and if they'd be interested, um, what we do here is we throw out topics. And again, if you're interested in the topic, you can swipe right. If you're not interested in the topic, you swipe left, and then the pressure's on me to try and come up with something else that you may be inclined to discuss or share. Cool. Okay. Uh, So the first topic of discussion... Obviously, there's the the belief in styles. Um, those that would call the more acrobatic or athletic styles not a reflection of real wrestling, uh, whereas those that do feel it's just as much a part of the sport as as anything else is. Um,
0: well, let let's super like that one. That's for sure. So, um, I think
1: you're gonna swipe right.
0: Let's, let's, yeah, we're gonna swipe right on that one.
1: Sure. Okay. Go for it,
0: sure. So, you know, wrestling is subjective. Um, you know, I feel... People, you know, there was a real, out, it was a real outcry when the Ricochet-Willow Spray match went up maybe, what, a year or two years ago now, mm-hmm. when everyone saw it as more of a, a choreographed sequence straight from a superhero movie. And I get it. I totally get it. And I, I can imagine Jim Cornette ripping his hair out, you know, watching it, of what he has left. <laughs> but for me, wrestling is the circus. You know, I feel like, you know, you can give something of everything as long as it fits your brand and the style that you're trying to perceive. For example, I don't think there is a certain wrestling style. You don't just want on a, a high flying card because where's the variety of that? You know, I will mix my cards up to you know, you have the you know, the real gritty big big, you know, big heavyweights clubbing pubbing the shit out of each other mm. or you'll have the the acrobalic you know you know more Lucha Libre style you know to, to get the wow back to the crowd or you have something that's a little bit death-defying there's always you have to it's like the roller coaster a wrestling show is a roller coaster to me you have your you know you have your your, your you know the, the build-up to going to the top of the you know, peak and then you have your Way moment when you go down the roller coaster, you know, and I feel that's how you should treat a wrestling show, is taking them on an emotional roller coaster. So I don't hate any styles as such. Yeah. I just, as long as there's logic to it, yeah, if there's some certain logic, then, you know, or story being told, then who am I to, to judge the style of wrestling? The only thing I don't like is when referees do flips and and whatnot, which I saw becoming a thing about a year ago, which I think is incredibly embarrassing, and you would never see on my show.
1: So referees were just as much a part of the match and um, in being involved physically as the talent.
0: A referee is there to you know to officiate the contest. If suddenly that official is doing a senton bomb from the top rope to the <laughs> outside on the talent, who they what are they really officiating, and why would on a logic basis, the promoter or the matchmaker or whomever the role is of the owner, book them to referee another match ever again.
1: Um, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, don't, I can't make heads or tails of that one either. It's peculiar. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's, that's how I feel. Um, outstanding. Um, thank you again, Billy, for your time, your energy. We really did appreciate having you on.
0: No, thank you for
1: having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, on behalf of IPW UK's Billy Wood, this is Mark Madison for the Pro Wrestling Post podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post
0: podcast with Mark Madison, and thanks so much to Billy Wood for his time. Once again, visit prowrestlingpost.com for interviews, blogs and upcoming events in your area. And once again, find the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, or whatever your podcast app prefer.